Welcome to WISE, a podcast for women introverts, sensitives, and empaths. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, business coach, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, and former private chef. WISE is all about mindset, entrepreneurship and business, food and nutrition, spirituality, relationships, and ultimately living your purpose, all through the lens of the sensitive, introverted, and empathic woman. I know you might feel like the information out there isn't suited for you, but this is because we're powerful, strong, and deep, and we've got potential. Let's begin to let that out right now. Hey friends, welcome back to WISE. It just felt so good to say that right now. Um, I know that it has been a several month break uh, that I've taken from this podcast. I appreciate your patience in sticking with me and in listening now. We are officially back into weekly consistency on this podcast, and I can't wait to continue going. And I know that it's been kind of sporadic in the last year. And I'm going to get into why that happened and why I felt that I needed to take a break. But I wanted to start with saying thank you to you for reaching out, for asking me when the podcast was coming back, for you telling me that it means a lot to you and that you love listening. I honestly don't know everyone that listens to this podcast, which is crazy. And uh, if I have not interacted with you or you've never sent me a DM, just say hi to me on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo, and let me know that you're a listener. Uh, I really love keeping a an open conversation because while it's important for me to express and teach, I want to make sure that you're getting what you want and what you want to listen to, and most importantly, what you need. I think that I offer a really unique perspective in the nutrition space, and I'm so grateful, and in the business space, and I'm so grateful to all of you who tell me that you appreciate the things that are shared and that you resonate with them. And if you resonate with this podcast, I know that you are my person and that you just get it, right? Uh, And that's another reason why, again, I took a little bit of a break because I just felt like I needed to kind of sort my thoughts around the messaging that I wanted to continue to create and the things that I wanted to share. And sometimes we just need to take breaks from things in order to come back refreshed. And today's podcast is going to be about the topic of sensitive bodies. Also likely that you have a sensitive mind if you consider yourself having a sensitive body. This has been incredibly clarifying for me. Obviously, I've been sharing about nutrition in some ways for, you know, over 10 years or so. And I wanted to make sure as time went on, you know, I think just as a business owner, and if there's any, there are any like online content creators out there, it takes a really long time to solidify your message. And I felt super solid in my message. It's been the same for years and years. But in the last few months, I just felt like it got even more clear to me and sort of like the problem that I'm solving and the method that I use to solve it and the outcomes that I give to people. We know that what I do is not just weight loss. That is a common side effect. And it is why people come to me because I know that people are going to lose weight anyway or try to. I'd rather you come to me and have it be responsible and most importantly, permanent. And 
there's not, of course, food is involved in that, but there's so much stuff besides food involved in that as well. So again, we're going to talk about sensitive bodies today. And before we get into that, I wanted to let you know that I'm opening up five one-on-one nutrition coaching spots. So I usually keep about 20 to 30 one-on-one clients at a time. And I, it is always my goal that eventually people graduate from the program. We just had about five people graduate. So I'm opening up five more spots and one-on-one coaching is really my zone of genius. I love teaching, of course, my group program, Intuitive Macros, uh, which is going to start again in September and my life coaching program, Bloom, which is going to start again in October. But one-on-one work is really where I thrive. Uh, I offer the group programs because I also love working in a group capacity and it is also more cost effective. Uh, So if you were interested in that, go ahead and schedule a call with me. I'm also going to be opening up an application if you don't want to do a call. So stay tuned for those things. You can schedule a call with me. Uh, There's a link in the show notes there. And then also through Instagram, there's a link in my bio. Um, Again, the reason that I took the break was because I've just had a lot happening in the last two or three years. I went through a ton of changes and a lot of changes with um, my family that really took a big hit on me. And I just didn't have the full bandwidth or the energy to you know, devote myself to all of my different offerings. Of course, I'm still writing emails. Uh, If you're not on my email list, there's a link in the show notes. I send an email every Sunday called the Sunday Soothe. And I also share daily on Instagram. And of course, my priority is always taking care of my one-on-one clients. They come first in the business. um, And you know, unfortunately, the podcast just had to take a step back for a little bit. But the good thing is that, and the lesson here is that if you are feeling like you needed to, like you need to conserve your energy or you need to take a break from something. It's okay to do that. Like be honest about what, you know, I fully expected that, for example, me taking a three month break would probably mean that some people might not listen, obviously in that, uh, or I would lose some listeners during that time frame because they would have to go back to old episodes. And that was something that I was unfortunately willing to do because uh, I knew that I needed this and I needed, you know, in order for me to come back as like, you know, in full energy and full clarity and becoming, you know, being my best self, I needed to take that break. And now I feel more ready than ever. And now I can serve you in the way that I know that you need. Um, well, I don't want to say that I know I, you know, that I know exactly what you need, but in a way for me to show up in the best way that I can in order to educate and teach and share and all of those things. So again, a lesson in like you will feel recharged if you take a break from something and if you allow yourself to do it versus continuing to push through. And we also, again, like I said, have to accept the consequences of those things. Um, most of you, I think, also follow me on Instagram and, you know, hopefully you're on my email list too. But I try to keep in touch in those three avenues. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with this topic of sensitive bodies. When I say sensitive body, I really mean having a body that is genetically predisposed to holding and gaining fat. And, uh, you know, I think that 
many of us, when we sort of identify this part of us, we think like, well, it's a life sentence. I'm going to be this way forever. And in a sense, that is true. So I am, the reason I want to share this is because I want to tell you the truth about these things. I think that there is a lot of competing information out there. I think people are confused. I don't think, uh, I think there is a lack of understanding on coaches' parts sometimes, you know, in types of different bodies. Uh, And, you know, if we have a sensitive body, it is likely that we are also emotionally sensitive. And for many people that are emotionally sensitive, it is likely that we have an attachment to food, that food has some sort of soothing effect on us or whether we control it or restrict it or overeat. It is all coming from, you know, a sense of control or an attempt to control, to gain certainty. And if we have that, it's likely that we also have a sensitive body. And it's like, well, why was I given this thing if I have a body that gains weight really easily. And then I also love eating, which like, by the way, this is me. And I think if we can reframe this, we can use food and our bodies as a way for us to become our best, most aligned and strongest self. Because what happens, because let me just say this, like, of course, it's annoying to like have this, to have a body like this. Like it's, you know, it's not ideal. Like the body is very sensitive. We might always have to be mindful with food, but I do think that it can teach us a lot of lessons and it can teach us how we want to operate and how we want to be in the world, the standard that we hold ourselves to. And the most important part is that it creates a better life for us in other areas it, uh, this fact about me allows me to be better in business. It allows me to be better in relationships. It allows me to be who I know I need to be in the world because all of the lessons of discipline and acceptance and ownership and expectations can be translated into all of the other areas, right? So now that we've defined a sensitive body, which like, you know, if you have one, and again, it is likely that you also have an emotional tie to food. And I want us to reframe this. I want us to begin by instead of, you know, being resentful, which is again, a totally valid feeling to feel like, God, why was I given this? And and like being jealous of people who can just eat whatever they want, which like stuff isn't easy for that side either, because let's say they want to gain weight. It's going to be really tough for them to do so, or they'd have to put a lot of effort into it. So each you know, group has, you know, specific struggles. And it doesn't mean that people don't have struggles on that side either. But I also want us to, you know, recognize how we feel and know that that's okay. But at the same time, like knowing that that doesn't serve us to feel this way. And I also want to say that like when we, it is very easy to stay stuck in that place. And again, this is, this was me. And to say like, oh God, might as well just not care. Might as well just like throw everything to the wind and throw the baby out with the bathwater and just like not even try. And when we stay stuck in a story that doesn't serve us anymore, because changing would require different actions, a different level of work, a different level of honesty, which is uncomfortable, it feels 
almost indulgent and like delicious to stay in that old story because then we get to keep the story and we don't, it absolves us from doing the real work. And that might be tough to hear, but I also want us to examine like, what kind of value am I gaining from staying in this story? Why do I like it? Why am I allowing this from myself? Okay. So I'm not just saying like, oh, just like go do all of the work right now and like go like, you know, um, just burn yourself to the ground doing work. I'm saying let's accept it and then let's go step by step. And uh, I also want to say like that we can change this to a certain extent by putting muscle on our frames and by increasing our metabolic rate. So when we add muscle to our frames, which happens through progressive overload strength training, we create an anabolic signal in the body, which means that we, you know, the central nervous system feels a certain input through lifting weights. And through time, as we lift more weight and heavier weight or with better form, we begin to um, build muscle along with having appropriate protein consumption, which I always say, you know, we want to go between 0.7 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you are resistance training in the proper way with a really smart program and eating protein, you will gain muscle and you're eating appropriate amount of calories. You will gain muscle. Putting muscle on your frame will increase your metabolic rate, which means that you will be able to eat more and be more flexible. So through time, I have gone from having a maintenance of maybe 1,200 calories to now over 2,000 by increasing the amount of muscle that I have on my frame, which like to me is a lifelong pursuit. Like I'm never going to stop lifting. It's part of my value system. I love being strong. And it also has allowed me to be a lot more flexible. At the same time, I can be flexible, but I still have to have structure and boundaries. And for the rest of my life, I will have to pay attention to my food. There is never going to come a day when I can just be like, well, I'm off the hook and I can't pay attention to my food anymore. I need to pay close attention to the things that I eat and, and being mindful of what I eat. This doesn't mean that I am neurotic about what I eat. I'm if you've hung out with me in person, you know that I am very like I don't think about food. I I don't really overeat. Uh, food is is very neutral to me at this point. I love it and I enjoy it and I do love eating, but like I don't have that huge emotional attachment to it anymore like I used to. Uh, because I know that in order to feel the way I want to feel, which is my highest value, I need to pay attention to my food. And I kind of know my limits and I know my structure that I need to follow. So like, I think that many of us out there and me included in the past used to think like, oh, I just have to like eat for a certain amount of time. You know, I have to like be tight and restricted. And then like, once I get to my goal, then I can become, you know, a little bit more loose that's not the way eating works if you have a sensitive body. You know, I think that with food, we want to distract sometimes. We want to just be like, oh, just leave me alone and like, let me do whatever. Let me just have a cheat day. But I want to ask you, when was the last time that you felt good after doing that? And at the same time, like this goes without saying that we are all adults 
we are autonomous, we can do whatever we want. So I share these things not to impose my viewpoints on you. But to I mean, to a certain extent, because like this is a podcast, and I am sharing what I think. But at the same time, I want you to take this information and then apply it to your life and, and apply it to your goals uh, if it resonates with you. So I think that, again, if we are distracted by food or we use food as a distraction, that it can sometimes just be this like form of relief. And I don't do that anymore with food. I eat for comfort sometimes, but never to the point of making myself feel bad or uncomfortable with eating. And it's been about 10 years since I've done that. You know, we have little moments of like, overeating a little bit like normal if you go to a restaurant or something but to the point of being stuffed it's been 10 or 12 years since I've done that and that was my lifetime before so that's something that I want to really bring up is the fact that like once we get to a place where we can feel comfortable with our bodies it will require us for the rest of our lives to be mindful every day and if we're not mindful then we know that there is a consequence to it in the way that we feel. And that is what keeps me going of the awareness of like, okay, it's going to be hard either way. It's going to be hard for me to be mindful. At this point for me, it's very automatic, but it used to be hard, which is how it should feel when we're making changes. And then, you know, I can sort of front load that discomfort. And in time, then I will, um, you know, feel happy in my body or I can choose the momentary uh, satisfaction of eating past my point of fullness and binging and comforting myself with food and then feeling really bad in my body. So I'm uncomfortable then. It's just like, when am I willing to feel the discomfort? So, you know, we can absolutely help our body types by having muscle, but this doesn't mean that we will reach a point where we will be able to ignore food forever. And I know that that might sound scary, But again, we change so much through this process of gaining more awareness that we gain a new value system and we don't find value anymore in like overdoing it, right? It's just not as fun for me anymore. I find more value in how I feel and I put that first. One of the reasons that I want to share this stuff is because for our type of personality and our type of person, the messaging out there is like, you know, rest and you know, you, you can just intuitively eat and you can just eat whatever you want. And that isn't true either. Like I've heard people say, like, just have as much peanut butter as you want. And, you know, you don't need to pay attention, just like have whatever. To a certain extent, sure, like bring your preferences to the ways that you want to eat. But every single person that I work with cannot start with intuitive eating. Like there's no, how are we going to listen to our bodies or learn to listen to our bodies? How are we going to learn to, um, you know, learn what our bodies need without some sort of tracking or structure? Like, I think that most of the people out there teaching intuitive eating and that are thin are coming from a place of thin privilege. Like, I think that sometimes we see that and we're like, oh, I can just eat whatever and then I can look like that person. It is likely that that person does not have a sensitive body, okay? So this isn't me vilifying anyone. This is me encouraging you to be thoughtful about the approach and understand that 
body types are different and some body types require different amounts of attention and mindfulness and work in order to get there, right? So the messaging, I think, leaves us. It might sound great at the beginning, like, ooh, this is lovely. Like, I can just eat whatever. And then we get to a place where like, well, now I feel horrible because I haven't eaten with structure. So I'm here to tell you that like, we need structure from the beginning. And I don't mean, you know, restriction. Structure is not restriction. Structure is kindness. Structure means education and knowledge, right? So the next thing is that like, we all have body autonomy. We can do whatever we want in our bodies. I am speaking to the person who feels potentially uncomfortable where they are in their bodies and they know that they're meant for more or different. So if you want to lose weight, cool. If you want to gain weight, cool. If you want to stay the same, cool. We do whatever we want as dictated by us. And I know for some people, they would feel better if they lost weight. Physically, I'm not talking about worth here. I'm not talking about who you are as a human. I'm talking about physical body, the way you move through the world. How do you feel? I personally like feeling light and free and energetic. And I don't even mean light like on the scale. I'm actually like a pretty dense person. Like I'm short and I have muscle on my frame. uh, So I will never be like really, really thin. Um, But I know what it is like to, when I say light, I mean like able to move freely and feel good as I move. And that is what I want for you because our bodies are the things that move us through the world. Our bodies determine our energy and how we focus, our mood, our attention. We can use the body as a vessel for us to live the life that we were meant to live with energy and gusto and pleasure, right? That is what I want for us. And that is determined by you. So that is body autonomy and only you know how you feel. So there's a lot of talk out there right now around like anybody that wants to lose weight is fat phobic. I don't think that that is true. I think that we can um, accept and recognize and be real about the fact that yes, our world is fat phobic and our society, like that's just the truth of how things are. And it is incredibly and unfortunate. And I appreciate all of the work that is being done, but you can recognize that fat phobia is a thing and also want to lose weight for reasons that have nothing to do with fat phobia or rejecting diet culture. Like you can just want to lose weight because you know you'll feel better and you know that you might have a better life. In some cases, will being mindful with your food allow you to lose weight? Sure. Sometimes though, we might need a little bit more attention and structure and that is okay. So again, only you know how you feel. So you need to be honest with yourself about how you feel in your body and what you want to do. The next thing is realizing what that takes. And this is where it can get a little bit tricky because everybody knows that, or if you don't know, I'm an eating disorder survivor. I've had literally every eating disorder. uh, And I don't mean that in a, uh, you know, derogatory way or anything. I'm just saying that like, I've literally gone through everything when it comes to food. And I think that in the eating disorder recovery world, it's a very gentle world. Like 
There's a lot of intuitive eating in there. And I don't fully agree with like the um, messaging around there because I do think that we need structure and that is okay. I think sometimes we might just have to accept that weight loss might require tracking our food. We, it might require more attention that we're, than we're used to. Can we get results following, you know, like what I call the gentle template, which is essentially like at every meal, having a protein, having some sort of fiber, so produce, uh, having a starch and having a fat source. Uh, can you do that? Sure. That's going to balance your blood sugar. That is going to, you know, help you feel better, perhaps uh, make your, make you digest, which like, I don't think that you're accessing your intuition if properly, if you're not pooping every day. So a lot of benefits can come from that, but weight loss requires a little more precision for people. Like if I wanted to lose weight at this point, I don't need to lose weight. I would need to track my food with a lot of accuracy and precision. And like, that's just what it's going to take. My body is sensitive. I can't just like eat whatever and hope. If we hope in that way, it is a waste of our energy, right? So like, of course, let's try things. But then once we try something for a period of time and we see like, okay, I wasn't getting the result that I wanted, then I might have to track my food with precision and accuracy in order to get the result that I want. If we are not willing to do that, then we have to accept what happens to our bodies without tracking. All of this is about ownership and acceptance, right? And maybe not a lot of people are telling you that you might have to track your food or be precise. Or, And I'm not even saying that you need to restrict. To me, tracking food is about awareness. You know, and it's also true that like, let's say you get to a certain point after losing weight for a while, that maybe losing like the last 10 pounds would mean that you have to actually restrict to get to your weight loss goal. Like for me, that would be the case. Like if I wanted to lose weight at this point, I would have to go to a calorie level that would not feel comfortable to me. That would make me probably a little obsessed with food. And like, I just don't want to do that. So I will accept the body that I have. And I will also accept that I might need to be mindful for the rest of my life, which is just like, again, the reality of the situation. The more I fight that, the more I suffer. So I spent a lot of time fighting this. Like, oh, it's annoying for me to like, you know, if I have a weekend with my friends and, you know, one friend in particular, my best friend, Kim, I talk about her a lot. We have very different metabolisms. She can eat like over 3000 calories and she can't, you know, me spending time with her sometimes is like, let's go to the bakery. Let's go to do this. Let's go to do that. And uh, after spending weekends, sometimes if I am not mindful, then I will, you know, I will feel it in my body. I will feel my clothes tight and like, it's fine. It's worth it. I own it. I know what's going to happen when those things happen. Again, when we are thinking of a long-term way of eating, we don't want giant pendulum swings. Like we don't want restriction or binging, even though those are natural psychological and physiological responses to each other. So it is natural that you will want to binge if you're restricting. And it's natural that you will want to restrict after a binge. That's just the way things go. Some of us will spend a lifetime there. We Our way of eating is not fixed, but if we think of that, that on a scale, restriction on one end, binging on the other, 
then we want to think like, okay, maybe I can move in the middle and just kind of veer a little bit in a way that isn't going to require me to overcorrect. Overcorrect by eating too little after a binge and overcorrect by binging after restriction. So like I might veer a little bit, but then I know what it's going to take for me to feel normal again. And sometimes that's worth it. So I think that we have to accept how our bodies and brains are because if we don't, there is suffering. And we also have to accept what it might take to change our bodies. Or if we don't accept it and we're not willing, then we have to accept where our body is, right? Anything else creates dissonance. Anything else creates suffering. Wanting something, wanting a result, and yet not willing to do what it takes to be there, you are fighting reality. You're fighting with yourself. And also taking ownership of the way that our bodies are, of the ways that they react, of the ways that they are going to gain fat if we veer a little bit too much. Like these are just things that we need to do and accept in order for us to, again, with the ultimate goal, I want to feel how I want to feel. I want to move through the world in my particular body and I want to feel really, really good. And that might take a level of acceptance and ownership and honesty that you are not used to. (laughs) And I am telling you, implementing these things and accepting them will give you so much more power because by not accepting them, you are giving up your power and you are staying in a story that doesn't serve you if you want different for yourself. So this might sound a little bit... um, I don't want to say harsh, but it might sound a little bit hard and that's okay because it gives us power. It gives us action. The way that we feel better, the way that we gain confidence is through action and acceptance. Let me accept how I am and then let me move forward. Let me accept what I'm willing to do and then let me move forward through action. So again, I want to validate how this feels, but at the same time, I'm also interested and most interested in how I feel and my action steps and how my body is going to operate on this earth. Moving forward, what do we do? (laughs) What are like the action steps here? If you are feeling this and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, so where do I get started? I would track your food for a couple days. See where you are, know the principles of fat loss. I've done podcast episodes about that and then move forward from there. So My goal with this information is to empower you, to know that you have power and control. We might not like it, but acceptance creates peace. Acceptance creates ways for you to move forward, right? So I'm going to be talking a lot more about this. Please let me know if you have any questions. I'm going to be doing a podcast episode about um, feeling attractive. I had a client, maybe she's listening who we had a conversation about this, that she came from, you know, quitting diet culture and all these things. And there's this like, some people say out there that like, oh, you should, you know, that there's like a little bit of shame involved with like wanting to feel good and look good and feel attractive and desirable. So we're going to do a whole podcast episode about that because it's okay to like how you look. It's okay to want to look good. It's okay to do things to make yourself feel good physically. Like that is the way that we portray ourselves to the world. I'm not saying that I think the difference here is the intention. Like, are you doing these things to 
impress somebody or to try to fit into society in a certain way? Or are you doing them because you just want to look good and feel better? Like it's important for me to do those things and maybe I'm a little bit vain, but it's also what makes me feel good, right? So we're going to do a podcast episode all about that. We're going to do one about ethical online business, which is something that I can't wait to share. I have done business mentorships, business mentorship groups in the past and released business content in the past. And I had to take about a two-year break because I still see people one-on-one in business behind the scenes. If you were interested in that, send me a DM and we can talk. But I will be opening up my business mentorship group again now that I've taken so much time off of sharing business content because I just started to feel, you know, if you know me, you know that like I'm obsessed with cults and cult psychology and belief psychology and like why people get duped. And I just started seeing a lot of the ways that I was taught online business and, you know, sort of the framework that I followed started feeling really gross to me. And it started feeling really icky. It started feeling like MLM-y and I'm like, you know, knowing that my business has continued to grow and it continues to grow all the time. I haven't used any of those tactics, any of like, you know, like I'm saying specifically like, you know, getting on a sales call and pressuring somebody and overcoming their objections, kind of like cornering them or hiding prices, uh, things like that. Like I want to create a really transparent business and I want to do it in a way that doesn't feel gross to me. Because, again, some of the trajectories that I was uh, following and the copy and, you know, just some of the things that we see, like, it was just feeling gross to me. So I will be sharing about what I consider, like, ethical sales and a human-centered approach. Um, And we will also just be doing more episodes on nutrition and personal development and thoughts and all of these things. As always, thank you for sticking with me today. Please let me know if there's any type of episode or topic that you want to see from me. I love hearing from you. I love talking with you. And I am so, 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 so endlessly grateful that you tune into the show. We will be having new shows every week. And hopefully I will be bringing back guests soon. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or night or wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I'm sending you, as always, tons and tons of love. Thank you so much for listening to Wise. If you want to get in touch with me or if you want to submit a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM and follow me on Instagram at Ashley A. Pardo. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody that you love and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.